whenever we have guests on, we never say bye. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> like we're just bye. like, thank you so much. And then we stop the recording, then we keep talking to them for a little and then like say bye. But we don't I, we just never it. we just never yeah. record it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we'll get better at it. You know, you win some, you lose some. How much better do you feel like you know me now? Um, a lot. And it, you know what the truth is, is anything that I've ever said that has been remotely smart on here is because I learned no. it from. Listen, <laughs> listen. Yeah. Yes. She guided you. And, you know, she was one of the many teachers and healers you've had in your life. But that's yeah. you, sister. That's you. Thank you. Tell them what just happened. Everyone, you're in for a treat, baby. You're going to crack open into my brain a little bit more because we have on for you my first ever therapist, Miss mm. Kim Eagle, light of my life. She has been working in mental health for over 20 years. She's based in San Diego. She's been a marriage and family therapist for over 13 of those years. And I saw her since the age of 17 throughout, you know, a few years back now. She got you in a rough spot. I started in a rough spot going in with her and I came out (laughs) (laughs) self-actualized. You're like, and now I am perfect. (laughs) Now I am perfect. I am your guru. (laughs) Yeah. But Kim, the reason why I really wanted to bring Kim on is because she just helped teach me so many tools in terms of like the foundation in which I think we approach mental health in general on the show, which is very holistic, very inclusive, very mind, body, soul. I think she has such a, like, we're going to talk about like this universal overarching approach to it that just feels so safe for whatever perspective or biases, or I just Mm -hmm. think she has this kind of like uncanny ability to bridge everything together and make things make sense in whatever language or tools you use to describe it for yourself. Yeah. I knew she was going to be great and wonderful because you preach about her, but then actually seeing her on and hearing the way that she was communicating everything, I was like, oh, we are so aligned. And like in a, not in like a thank God you think like me way, but just in a way that I was like, fuck, you know, she's like, I would, she'd be my therapist, you know? And so we talked about so many amazing things. We talked about truths, hearing your inner truths, over-intellectualizing things, which like Meadow and I are queens number one and number two Mm -hmm. of over here to what to look for in a therapist, how to feel like if they're a good fit. We talked about Mm self-worth. We talked about building trust for yourself. We talked about Mm. working past blocks. Like we dove into everything here. And if you had the same experience as Gabby and thought, wow, I feel really good. I feel really aligned. Like this is monumental. Kim's actually accepting clients right now. So you can go reach out to her. You're lucky. The link is in the description. You can reach out and say thoughts may very referred you, baby. Mm -hmm. We're going to leave all of her links. She also makes jewelry, Meta mentioned. No, she's the most multifaceted queen I've ever met in my life. She's cool as fuck. She's cool as fuck. fuck. So we're going to leave all her links below. I'm so excited for you to meet Kim. We also are absolutely going to be bringing Kim back on our Patreon. We're going to have her on for a newsletter. We'll answer your direct questions. If you came up with questions during this, send them to us. Kim's going to come back and answer them directly. She's going to be a friendly face around Thoughts Mayberry. Okay? She is. We're really excited about it. I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as we did. Yeah. Enjoy. All right. Let's just get straight to the insights, baby. We have nothing more important to say. Here's Kimbo. The beginning is usually just Mahal screaming at us for a little bit. Kim's already had that experience before. Oh, it might dog. happen again today. The dog. The dog. <laughs> yeah, she's literally right below me just eyeing me. So in case she starts yelling, but I'll just go on mute. The listeners know. It's all good. They're aware. They're aware. Okay, listeners. You have my pride and joy. <laughs> my therapist herself, Kim Eagle. Here today. Here I am. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm looking forward to this conversation for sure. I'm so excited. I have been so excited to meet you. I mean, from the moment that Meadow and I became friends, like I've heard your name and I've heard the lessons. And I just finally am putting a face to all the lessons and the name and all the stories. And so we're very grateful that you're taking the time to talk to us. And oh, absolutely. I'm so excited for the listeners. I mean, I'm excited to see where this conversation goes, but I'm just excited for our listeners too. Yeah. Know. And you know what is funny, even to start with that, because obviously this is you guys, there's client therapist relationship. I used to be your therapist, which you stated. And it's, there's that funky gray area about that. Right. Mm -hmm. And just to kind of be clear, it's been like a certain amount of time that needs to pass Mm -hmm. before you can do certain things. But even so, I think this day day and age, just you being upfront about it, I'm not the one, you're not on my podcast where I'm bringing on my client without consent. So (laughs) it's just like, I don't know. I feel like all that stuff needs to be clarified because some people are going to be like, wait, what? And but, also, like, yeah. you've been on Mad Happy's blog. You mm-hmm. came when I was trying to do YouTube and right. was on a YouTube channel. Like, right. you've been so generous with helping me 
and sure. whatever like advocacy sure. space I've wanted to be in over the years too. Sure. Like this has been an ongoing bridge sure. of our relationship and, and it's transitioned. Evolved. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. When did you guys meet? Tell the, tell the people. I mean, I know, but tell the oh, people. Oh, I was 17. Baby Meadow. You were in that old space by Torrey Pines Beach. Oh my gosh. Do you remember oh, that? I do. The, my, our first session yeah. ever was in that old, old, old space okay. by Torrey Pines Beach. My whole life was in crumbles. And I went to Kim and I came out with a very, very different lessons that I thought I was going to get going in and it made all the difference in the oh, world. Cool. But that's part of my questions later. So I don't want to yeah. get too into my details cool. about it now. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Okay, so I guess I'll just I'll lead us in. So can we start every episode by asking our guests what they're currently unpacking? It ranges yeah. in variety. We have some people yeah. that just give us quick jokes. Okay. Some people love to go deep. It's whatever our guest yeah. feels comfortable. Even sharing. when you said that, it's well, like my I'm like I'm going deep <laughs> because it came right to oh, yeah. me, right that question. Exactly. I think whatever comes right to you. I think right now I'm really challenging myself on. It's like practicing what you preach in the sense where there's things that I know that there's like blocks around that I'm not going toward. And I know because I'm not going toward them, there's a quality of life that I'm like capped at. Mm. And it's going to require like, just like, get out, just get out of your comfort zone, like get out of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just, it's interesting just with like work that you do on yourself, how that gets just painfully obvious you know, with awareness of like what exactly actually it is and what are, what the things are that if you just go toward them, things will start unfolding for you. So I guess like, you know, in terms of unpacking, I'm just like really trying to more intentionally push myself to do those just like callings, I guess you want to kind of call them, Mm -hmm. right? Just those things that you're just like, I know, I know, I know that are like going on in your head. Are those yeah. coming up for you in like a professional life capacity and like fun, random personal things or in all of it? I think it's kind of all, it feels all intertwined at this point. I yeah. think especially with like officially really doing this job more virtually and remotely where that Ooh. opens up just more possibilities. And also too, personally looking at more fun, creative ways to do this job, like being, being on podcasts more than just like being super clinical, just in the office, only seeing clients. It's just, I have a lot of ideas that are getting, that are just like firing right now. And I think that part of um, personal stuff and pushing myself in those ways is going to correlate into the business stuff too. It's just, it's like a vision that I can't even like, I can't even explain it, but it's, it's there. And so, yeah. Now that we're having this conversation, I'm like realizing, I'm like, I've never spoken to a therapist about what they're going through. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like normally mm-hmm. in a different sort of setting or yeah. uh-huh. even if it's in an interview setting, the therapist that I have interviewed, whether it's for stories that I'm writing yeah. or on, you know, things like this, it's always in a capacity of like what they can like bring to us. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> totally. It's like a cool thing that we do yeah. here on the podcast is like open the space up. Do you right. find that it's difficult to allow yourself time to go deep because you're like constantly holding space for others mm. as part of your work? No, I mean, I think that that's like what you have to do for yourself in order to stay, you know, balanced and like sane and healthy, right? Mm. Like you still mm. have to totally do you in order to like do all the helping or support or whatever you're doing in your craft for your clients. Like there is, it's like, if I totally deplete myself, how am I going to perform? It's like an athlete, Mm -hmm. right? So I think even more so this job, it's like, that's my responsibility to keep my mental, like physical in, and then this is the way I'm doing it, right? I'm not saying this is like the standard for the, for the profession, but I think personally for me, I, I do feel somewhat of a responsibility to like be on my freaking A game. Yeah. Absolutely. I just, it's so funny hearing you say that. Cause I'm like, Oh, I wonder if that's why I chose this field in general. Cause all I want is the excuse to have all the time in the world to focus on my own personal <laughs> development. And that's directly a job where you're required. It's like, Oh, I gave myself yeah. permission. Cause I'm in the job where it's required to do that. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, it's also the job where so many people burn out, you know, mm-hmm. because you're over everybody else's stuff. So it's an, it's an interesting, I think I've been really mindful of that just through the years of doing this because at this point it's like yeah. 20 years right wow and you, you i mean so at this point i'm Drop pretty the skincare clear. routine yeah <laughs> come on yeah i'm pretty clear about what to not like i'm so protective of that space 
because yeah. I've seen mm. burnout and I've, and I, I'm not interested. Like, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're good. We're good on that. We're good yeah, on that. Good. Okay. Let's jump into your work. Cause I already off the bat have a question. So <laughs> I want you to kind of cue up how everything you do is centered around truth and speak to that a little bit, but I had an opening question to get you started about that in general. So Kim's practice, as she'll elaborate, is mostly about helping her clients find their truth. I'm wondering if you approach that as there's one fundamental truth that mm. every unique person is meant to be their authentic self, not that I'm projecting my own beliefs here, or if you have to work with each person's belief system to find what truth means to them every time. It, it kind of almost feels like it's like one in the same of what you're saying, right? Like some truth so. yeah. to everybody. It's like, it is really listening to somebody. And I think like, it sounds kind of like, even when I hear the back, it's like, my goal is, you know, to help my clients hear the truth. Like, it sounds so cheesy, but like, it's true. It sounds lofty, but it's it true. Is, yeah. Yeah. Because I think what it is, is no matter who's in front of me, you're hearing somebody's blocks, whether it's around money, mm-hmm. whether it's around like, they don't feel worthy of like love, good career, good, whatever it is, it's all, it's blocks. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of blocks to their best self, right? Like that's the whole point. And people are coming to me with whatever issue is on the table and it's something that's hindering their ability to live the life that they want because they're feeling unhappiness, depression, or they're feeling some side effect, the consequence of the block. And so I guess it's in my head to like kind of break it down with each person. It's like, okay, every person has their individual truth that's uniquely theirs. Mm-hmm. And it's my job to listen for it and to hear what kind of lights them up, what makes them happy, what they want. And it's also to listen for the blockage, literally. Mm-hmm. It's like even if you're going in, in there as a surgeon and kind of looking where it's blocked. And if you really like, I kind of just see it like that. And when you start mm-hmm. kind of helping people toward their truth or what they really want for themselves or their goals or their desires or whatever, there's all these like words, right? And they all mm-hmm. kind of point to the same thing. That's when someone gets healthier. Mm. If that makes I, any sense. That does make sense. There was one question that came up for me when you were yeah. speaking. And so we've we've spoken about it particularly in the beginning of the podcast. We always say, you know, not everybody has a mental illness, but everybody has mental health. Mm-hmm. And when you were speaking, something that came up for me, I was like, I wonder what the difference is, right? Because you were explaining these things as like symptoms of, of the yeah. blockage, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I wonder if you can elaborate on the difference. Yeah. If someone comes in that's like diagnosed with clinical depression, and then there's someone who's like going through about of depression. Mm-hmm. So if it's someone, right, that like has been diagnosed with something, like what is a way to sort of work through those blockages? Because like in mm-hmm. my negative brain, I immediately go to like, are they ever going to be able to work through blockages? Because like chemically there's something going on. Loaded question. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know, well, I know. I, I think when you get into like chemically, that's where the, mm-hmm. that's where it kind of ch- shifted for me because right. And then I think there's, you know, specific clinicians and therapists and professionals you're going to go to if you're really wanting the like chemical piece, which is more medical. And and this is all speaking how I see it. Mm -hmm. For me, I feel like it comes down to like, we all have relationships with everything, right? We have a relationship with money. We have a relationship with anxiety and control and fear. We have relationships with all these things. And how healthy our relationship is with all of these different aspects of our life contribute to like what depression would look like for us Mm -hmm. or, you know, all these other things. So also too, like depression and the label, it's for the clinician to help the client, right? So it's like this kind of gets sticky in terms of like diagnosis. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I see some clients that totally want the diagnosis so they don't have to do anything about it and they can go, yeah, see, I have this. Like, so, Mm -hmm. you know, nothing I can do because it's chemical, And, uh, you know, I'm kind of like hands are tied, but at the same time, you know, they don't go and do, it's just gets so slippery, right? Is it the chicken or the egg? Like, do you get to the point where you're so depressed that you can't get out of the house, but where did that start? And at what point, you know, so it just, it gets into kind of this like real big not, it almost feels like that you like, if you can catch it earlier, I guess it would be easier to untangle, but it's tricky when you get to the point where it's like, it's a chemical thing. I don't get out of the house. My career's in the crap. My relationships are all gone, but it's like that took 
time to get that complicated Mm -hmm. just as like a knot would take a lot of time to get complicated. So, yeah, you know, and I think for me, we're talking like clinical depression where you're like knocking out of bed, not functioning. That Mm -hmm. is way beyond private practice therapists. We're talking Mm -hmm. residential treatment center, stuff like that, where there's staff and, you know, um, onboard networks to help a client collectively. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of went around that question. Well, it's also just hope, like a sticky question yeah. in general because so yeah. many therapists right. nowadays like don't like the DSM and there's problems with it and it has like racist and transphobic history. Like, you know, there's all, it leads into bigger yeah. issues too, I feel like. Well, and also too, every question you guys ask, I'm speaking to how I do this and there's such mm, like course. do this work, yeah. right? And and I'm not heavy in the real, you know, clinical environment, hospital, medication prescribed. Like that's not so much what I'm doing in terms of my practice. So it's almost like you're going to get a really different answer from someone that's more working in that kind mm-hmm. of a scope. Okay. Well then let's get more into your practice because that's where your magic is for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause one of the things I wanted to start this with you in the same way that we started my therapy, I was, you know, having all this family turmoil around me and I went to the one friend that I knew was seeing a therapist and it was Kim. And I started seeing Kim and I went in like, hey, I have all this trauma I'm going through right now. My dad died. My brother died. My younger brother was sent away. And the first two years, I literally learned boundaries. And it felt like I was going in like, oh, I have grief. I have this. I have this family issue. And I feel like within two years, we turned around every single friendship I had, which is never something I would have said that I was looking for or needed going in. But it's the first thing and first tool and skill I came out with, which I think is really cool and also indicative of what you're saying in terms of guiding people to find their truth Mm -hmm. and what that really looks like and how that can bring up exactly opposite of what you Mm -hmm. expected or if there's two truths at once. Or if you maybe, you know, we were just talking about this. Gabby and I, in prepping for your call, we were just talking about like, what happens? If I was like, "What if there's truths? multiple what truths? What happens if we overintellectualize our truth?" Like, I want you to say, "Metas and I are our favorite." Are great. No, our <laughs> favorite thing to do. <laughs> you guys are great. <laughs> like, already it. on a rabbit hole. It yeah, totally I know. Like Meadow, it's yeah. just, it's like, you know, I'm so grateful for her and her friendship, but it's sometimes you and I, Meadow, we get into these, like, oh, yeah, because we holes. both rabbit yeah, hole. I can, I can and we both are like, Alice. We're just diving straight down. <laughs> we're like, like, I mean. the, Those are great conversations that people are going to be able to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. We over-intellectualize way too much. So I was like, can't wait to talk about it with Kim. <laughs> I, I almost think that, like, for simplicity, when you say it's of two truths, it's like, to me, again, truth's like the rainbow. It's like truth. Yeah. And then there's like everything that's underneath it. Right. I, like, love I, don't that. Know. I mean, it's not necessarily like none of this is like, Hey, this is right. But it's like, to right. me, it's like just someone's truth. It's just like simple. Wow. Does that mean that when people are coming to you for that, that they always accept that right away? Or is it, do you find that it's a process to get to them to what that truth is? is like to experience? Or do you find that when you introduce that concept to clients that mm. it feels so good to be aligned with your truth that it kind of happens more naturally? Yeah. So it's not necessarily like I like lead with that. Like you, you were just kind of like talking about like, Hey, this is like, you know, cause I've shared with you that mm. that's my almost philosophy, but it's definitely, it's not something I like lead with like, okay, mm. like you're a new client. Like we're here to find your Here's truth. Here's your truth. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> It, it more comes yeah. out. Someone just, I like to do it more. Just someone comes in and I just start listening. Like I did, you know, like you point out, it was like, like the more I'm listening to you and I'm listening about your relationships. Oh, well, hold on a second. You don't mm-hmm. have boundaries. And I'm listening to this or, <laughs> Don't hey, laugh, Gabby. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you, it's, it's, it's more of listening to where their block is, which a lot of times they don't even understand why they're feeling a certain way or why they're mm-hmm. getting certain results in their life, right? They're at a point where there's just like, some people are just like, I don't get it. I don't get why this is happening. But you know, in terms of what I do, I feel like my job, I'm looking for patterns. I'm looking for things that are consistent. I'm looking for, you know, ways that they're answering questions or even ways that they're acting with me that it's like, they could be playing out in their own life. That's causing their own issues for themselves. Mm. Mm. Wow. My brain is spinning. Go ahead, Meadow. <laughs> I was just going to say, does it, did you have to come to your own truth on your own realization in order to give it to others? How much of the, I guess, like tools or resources that you went through to get there impact mm-hmm. how you serve others or does it become entirely different and show you the range of the rainbow of truth? 
Mm. I mean, this is where like, I mean, everybody's different, right? And, and everyone's doing this job a different way. And I think me, it's, it's taken years to kind of more even like own the fact of like, this is all me. This is my business. This is how I'm doing it. Right. And I think the more and more I've done that, the more and more you really speak to who's a good fit for you. And those people kind of come more your way. But there was definitely a point in this career where it was not like my practice and what it is today wasn't the reality of what it was. Mm. And, and, you know, there's school, there's what you learn, there's who you are. I mean, for everybody, for every therapist, there's who they are naturally, what their experience is. I think it's more about making sure that there's not, and that's what school does and the internships and the supervision. It's all making sure that we all have our stuff, right? It's not that like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with my self growth, right? Like, that's not the case. But it's, it's looking at what you have been through, and making sure that your stuff is at a point where it's not going to get in the way of your work for other people. And if it does, you know, the warning signs, and you know, what you need to do for yourself to take a step back. So your crap doesn't get on your clients. Right, right. When we're talking about like over-intellectualizing and going back to the concept that Matt yeah. and I were laughing about of like having so many truths, yeah. what would be a piece of advice that you would give to almost the, I call them the like self-aware cynicals where oh, like you're yeah. so, and Ooh. I get that way sometimes. Yeah. And I have friends in my life that are like that, that like, you know, they've done, it's not even, they haven't done the work. It's like they've been smacked in the face with things and they just are hyper-intellectuals and mm. are able to get to that level of self-awareness very quickly. But then they're like, great, I'm self-aware. What the fuck does that do for me? Like, mm-hmm. great, I know mm-hmm. it. Ha ha. And then it's this like cynical like, roller right. coaster. So it's like, I think anyone that's like the really like self-aware, you're not going to get to a point where you think you know it all, right? Like it's like anyone really yeah. evolved is not going to ever think that they're right. like really evolved. Done or that like yeah. that's it, they did it. Right. And, mm-hmm. and not to speak to, you know, I'm just saying, but I don't, who is that? Like no human being right. has like, finished. Right. And I think sometimes what I hear you speaking to, or maybe I I think Mm -hmm. it's like, I think there is the really good quality is often what can really bite you in the butt. And I think people who are really intellectual and Mm -hmm. overanalyze, like overanalyze and like to like get into deep conversations. Sometimes that's the very thing that really trips you up in life because Mm -hmm. it does cause you to ping pong. And there's a really fine balance between being analytical and being really intellectual and not ruminating and analyzing and picking things apart and going into existential crisis and like what's wrong and right. And like, I think that it, there's a balance point where it can become something that can swallow you alive. And it's also something that's like so amazing. It's like so creative and all these good things, but each person that has that mind, sometimes those are my clients that are the most tortured, right? It's like the, mm-hmm. the tortured artist. Like yeah. mm-hmm. there's just so much going on up there that even more so you need to figure out what you need to do for yourself. So there's a place for it to land without you just kind of going bonkers. And you hear that in history. Like look at all these great, smart people. It's like sometimes they're the most just like, you got to get your head in check. Mm -hmm. That's a million dollar question. How do you do that? (laughs) Well, I was going to say to someone like Gabby and I, who obviously can relate to that experience so much. And me too. I'm with you girls, right? My therapist, right? Yeah. And I just can imagine someone listening to this, hearing this and thinking, okay, I I feel that so much and that sounds like me, but I've never experienced what that balance in line feels like. So how do I know when I'm getting close? Like, Mm. what would you say to someone that's never even, they're like, how am I supposed to know what's safe and what's balanced if I've never felt safe and I've never experienced that? Yeah. Well, you know, even when you say never, it's like, you know, it's even like when people come in with anxiety, it's like, when was the last time, like, when, when were you not anxious? Even you have to go back to when you were like four years old sitting on like right. grandma's lap. Like, so I think that like, the truth is that they're, you know, just based on being a human, there, there probably was a time where it was more imbalanced to some degree. And I also think that's what the kind of the chronic work is. It's like, You have Mm -hmm. to always eat well to stay healthy. You have to always do these things to stay balanced, right? So it's figuring out and it can change, right? So I think it's what you could start doing is just, you know, there's all these baseline things like 
eating, sleeping, you know, exercise, your social relationships, like those are all things you can do some inventory on and just work on trying to get some balance within that. Because Mm. if you don't even know where to start, that's where I would point you toward. Back to the basics. it, yeah. it, it is, but it, that is, it's like, I always find myself saying this on podcasts. It's like, it's just, it sounds so boring. I wish I had something more interesting to say, but it's, <laughs> but it's so if, true. well, it's yeah. like, if you're struggling with, you know, so-and-so, but you sleep four hours a night and you eat like crap and you drink a lot and you have crappy friendships, like how much can I help you here? This is like, now my right. hands are tied and I get that mm-hmm. to sometimes and I'll say that I'll be like, my hands are a little tied because now we don't really know if it's like what's going on here because you just, I know how I feel when I, you know, don't sleep good or feel exhausted or right. So it's, mm-hmm. we have to see where your baseline is at in order to know where we're going to go from there for sure. Mm-hmm. I know that you say that being like, Oh, I wish I had something more interesting to say, but I think, and Meadow, I feel like Meadow would agree with me. Correct me if I'm wrong, but because it is such the basics, I feel like that's the stuff that's just accessible. And yeah. we talk about that a lot is like accessibility and yeah. and not everyone having access to their own personal therapist. And like, those are the basic things, right? That are like feeding into everything. 100%. But I guess for, you know, the person that maybe they're the person that doesn't have access or doesn't have, let's say like the quote unquote time to mm-hmm. figure out that balance, like what is a step that they could take to do that. We're like, you know, if they're, they're taking care of others or, you know, they don't have certain resources. Yeah. I think even like not having the time to be healthy for yourself is a problem. Yeah. So that's, that's like, if, if, when the client comes to me and it's just like, well, I just don't have time. It's like, okay, well, let's go into like how much you're like giving to everyone and not yourself. Let's look into like, let's just like look at what we could potentially just kind of cut out. It's like anything it's, it's, if you don't have five minutes to like, or, or if you can't sleep, you know, a, a good amount of hours a night, like what is going on? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm interested in what kind of lifestyle you have created that's not allowing you to do anything healthy, for, have zero time for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the deeper no, reasoning beyond that. Yeah, absolutely. Right. The guilt and yeah. Everything. And then that's where it just starts all unfolding, right? It's just like through these, through these base, like basic things or these like little comments, it's like, oftentimes I'll be like, wait, 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 stop. You're like going too fast. Like, what did you just say? Like, you know, cause sometimes people just are like, you know, it's like, they want to fill you in. They want to hurry up. They want to like fix me. I have to get to the stuff. And it's very often it's, (laughs) it's, it's stopping you. And I notice sometimes that if people, if you can get like irritated, you're like, Oh my God, why is she stopping on something that's like benign? And it's like, cause it's not benign. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you let me dig a little bit. Yeah. If you let me dig a little bit. And also too, when it's our stuff, like sometimes even unconsciously, we don't want to go to sort certain areas. We we don't even realize that we're just like, Mm -hmm. yeah, let's not talk about that. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, I get why people don't want to put themselves in a therapeutic environment. I mean, at least with like, I think everyone's different, but I definitely am there to help you. And I am going to kind of sniff around in the bet in the best, most well-intended way, because I am not the clinician that's going to be in the room and just do a lot of like, mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like yeah. I'm going to kind of start really trying to get somewhere with you. And again, it's art. And when you go too much and you feel someone kind of like creeping back, I'm not going to, but I think it, I think it's an art. I think this Mm -hmm. job is an art and you got to like really know your room and all the, there's so much stuff going on in, in a session. Yeah. It's cool. It's such a dance. It's such a dance. I want to get into that a little bit because Gabby, not to put you on the spot, but Gabby is just having this experience where, you know, she saw a therapist a couple of years ago and now is just starting with a new one and is kind of figuring Mm -hmm. out if it's her vibe and what she's looking for. And I think when you're talking about like, oh, noticing these things that may seem benign to you, but they're not to me, how can people who are, you know, starting therapy for the first time or finding a new one differentiate between this is a modality or style or perspective that isn't aligned with me and maybe won't serve mm-hmm. me versus, oh, they're pushing me and I'm th- like I'm thinking it's benign, mm. but I, this is actually leading me somewhere that I need to go and this is pushing my healing in a way that I wouldn't have been able to do on my own. 
I don't think it's almost like dating a person. (laughs) You know, sometimes you're not going to know until you keep going. It is actually like, honestly, I almost want to say that with like a therapist. I think you are kind of dating your therapist in terms of like, at first you might not know that until you keep kind of going toward it. One thing I do think you are going to know if it feels really like bad and intrusive and if it Mm -hmm. feels a certain way, that's like, like I don't, I don't like, like how I felt in the room with that person. I don't feel like they're, if there's something else going on. Right. 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 But I think that sometimes if you're with someone that's, you know, you feel safe and you, you like their approach, but you're noticing like, it's just, there's blockage around, you know, certain topics that are coming up. I think that's, I don't know. I think part of it is feeling resistant and part of it is feeling kind of uncomfortable for sure. But I think this is where this might take some time for each person to sort out. When is the discomfort like, because it's not right. And when is the discomfort just because it's like uncomfortable and, and that's in so many different areas of life. Totally. Yeah. How many totally. sessions would you, is there like a baseline for you? <laughs> Gabby's like, I'm client? in the middle of figuring yeah. this out. Yeah. <laughs> like what's how my ultimatum? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, because that's what happened with my last therapist where like, Explain I mean, I'm going, through, yeah. I'm going into tomorrow will be my second session with this cool. new therapist. And you. I'm really, thank you. And I'm really happy so far, but I was telling Meadow earlier, like I've been doing acupuncture recently with a woman who it's, it's all mind body spirit yeah. stuff. And mm-hmm. so she's basically been like a therapist to me. It has yeah, really yeah. helped me in a way that it'd be so most up alley, people Kim. like frankly can't <laughs> like, and I, yeah. I don't know. And I don't mean that in like a pretentious way. I just think that like, I'm very good at dancing around topics and I'm very good Mm -hmm. at like avoiding things. Like I Mm -hmm. speak for a living and I write for a living. Like I'm good Mm -hmm. at it. Mm -hmm. And she, this acupuncturist has done a remarkable job of seeing through my bullshit in 0.5 seconds and calling me out on it in a way that is like, (laughs) like direct, but like out of a place of genuine care and like it feels like a friend that like really like loves you. Yeah. Um, and so I was telling Matto before I got on the call, I was like, yeah, I just wonder like, do I need to be paying for both these people? Like what's going on? And cause my last therapist, mm-hmm. it was that where it was like, I was getting more out of writing in my journal, but we have mm-hmm. a lot of people writing in being like, how many sessions like do I go to? Like how many times do I give them a chance? How many dates do I go on with this person? People want the black like, and white nah. number. They're like six sessions yeah. and yeah. then you're at, you know, people well, want I think the- I think if that doesn't start to fade, if you're so focused on like, wait, do I need to go on another one? Like if you keep asking, because eventually mm. I think it should, you know, like even if it's uncomfortable, it's something that you like feel like you're getting, you're growing. You, you do start to yeah. like, I think you should start feeling something Mm-hmm. that like something's happening that's good, right? right. So it's not mm-hmm. a number of sessions, but I would say if you're going for, you know, I mean, what, th- three months, th- two months, and you're just like, I feel nothing. Like I would, a- any doctor, any healer, any, th- any, if you're taking a Spanish course and you're like, I've learned nothing. Right. <laughs> like right. you know, at what <laughs> right. yeah. point do you just start questioning if it's the right lane for you? And Mm -hmm. with you, Gabby, it's kind of cool because what you've proved to yourself is that it is possible for you to go to a healer Mm -hmm. or, you know, like someone in this wellness profession and feel like, whoa, like boom off the bat. And I just, I think that it could be, it's, it's like a synergy of like where you're at personally and how she approached you and like there's so much going on that kind of makes it to be that with another person. That's why it's like unique to find a partnership. That's like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I do. I think it's the same with this kind of relationship, but with you, like to answer your question, like just it's learning how for you to not doubt yourself. Cause it sounds like if you keep going to this therapist and you feel like you're just getting more out of your journal for the next, you know, three, three months. And you feel like mm-hmm. you go to this acupuncturist and you're just like getting your mind blown. I mean, I don't know. There's no bla- There's no right answer. Right. There well, is none. You said something in there that stood out to me about like trusting yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's like a conversation that we have a lot. And I see that a lot with, that was like one of my biggest pain points three years back mm-hmm. that I really yeah. worked through. And that's Meadow. Let me know if you feel the same way of like, sometimes the questions that we get that people write into us, Meadow and I are like, babes, I don't know how to answer that. Cause that is such a personal yeah. choice. And that's such a personal question. I feel right. like that's 
we see that a lot now with mm-hmm. like social media of like everyone becoming each other's like big sister, big brother, yeah. that it's this like people are like losing the art of like learning how to think for themselves and like trusting Well, instead of asking, gut. they think yes. they're asking for advice, yeah. but they're asking for a decision to be made for yes. them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. what advice is, which is also not what therapy is. Which is, by the way, a shock that people have when they go to therapy and their therapist doesn't tell them how to fix everything. I know. <laughs> yeah. so, it's, it's, I really it was like my that. shock. Yeah. 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 The shock being that, you know, like, I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to help you discover what you should do. Right. It is crazy how many people really just are like frustrated with that and Mm -hmm. want, want to know what you, you know, you should not to do. I think that part of the work, right. And part of like, what's your truth is learning how to trust yourself because how are you going to find your truth if you don't trust your decisions to get there? Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think that it is part of what the journey is, is learning how to prove to yourself that I think your own accountability with yourself, like, you know how, like if you're in a relationship with someone and what they say and what they do completely doesn't never, doesn't align. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same. You're building that trust with yourself. Like you have a relationship with yourself and mm-hmm. based on how much you believe that you follow through with yourself and what your word is for yourself. And if you say one thing and you do another, all that stuff can compromise your own belief in yourself. And when mm-hmm. that starts kind of getting chipped away at, I think you do start looking outwardly and externally for your answers. Mm-hmm. And when you get in the habit of doing that, and when you have people in your life that really want to tell you what to do, that muscle of you making decisions for yourself, it absolutely weakens. It's like working out. You have to keep it. You have to keep practicing it. Mm-hmm. So it's like all of these things, it's just it's like anything. It's like, it's funny. Cause it's like working out you can't, you don't stop for a month and think you're going to be in shape. Like it's a constant and it's the same with mental health stuff. And it, and it doesn't mean you need to grind and like read all it. It can be just like, you have really interesting conversations with people where you dig deep and like philosophy, like whatever, like you read books, you watch cool, like movies that even have whatever. It doesn't mm-hmm, need to be mm-hmm. anything crazy. It's just challenging yourself to be real with Mm. what's going on with you and trying to like practice like expression and trying to notice when, you know, if you have issues around conflict to try to like go toward it a little bit, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's kind of knowing your blocks, knowing where the the flashlight is within you uniquely and challenging it to some degree Mm -hmm. because it's uncomfortable. So it's like, you have to kind of almost, I feel like to be really living a good life, you have to get used to being uncomfortable. Yeah, You just kind of have to get used to it. To some oh my degree, God, the amount right? of times I've heard you say that to me. <laughs> I know, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. I'm it's like, what you I just like send me flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. It's but true. the more you do it, the more it's not uncomfortable is uncomfortable. Exactly. But that when you take a big step yeah. back from it, it gets really hard to put yourself back in the cold water. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Are self-trust and self-worth two sides of the same coin? Because in the way you were describing that and answering that question for Gabby, it really feels like they're very similar to me. Self-trust and self. Yeah, like self-worth. Like the amount that you trust yourself being equated with the amount of like respect and worth you hold for yourself. I I, I think it's all spiderwebbed. Like all of it, right? It's like mind-body connection. Like I don't Let's get into that because you are great at that and you even do walk and talk sessions. I want to talk about that too. Yeah, for sure. Please continue. Yeah, I just think it's all spiderwebbed. Like that's yeah. like the simple, I can answer that. I don't think there's any compartmentalized, like, you know, who, who has zero self-esteem and is like, you know, even if you're killing it in a certain area, you're mm-hmm. doing a lot of things to mask that, you know, part of yourself that, that is demanding a lot of attention that you do, you're putting on a lot of faces to mask that. And mm-hmm. eventually it's going to catch up with you or it's going to be seen through or, you know, yeah. it's just, you can't sustain that. Yeah. The way okay. that that just penetrates my soul. <laughs> <'Cause> it's like <laughs> exactly yeah. everything I'm working through is like the facade, the faces, the, yeah. the projections. How cool yeah. though. But I mean, even like for you to like own that and say it and be at a point now where you're like totally like, oh, that's what I'm, you know, to everybody. Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually even said that like that on the pod. It yeah. makes Let's me go. itchy. Yeah. No. Let's go. Good yeah. job. 
that's yeah. Awesome. Okay, let's yeah, talk yeah. about emotions being stored in our body and mind-body connection mm. and why it's so helpful and why you place such a huge emphasis on it in your practice. I, I, I don't, I mean, where to even start with that? Maybe it, it even starts with my own journey with my own physicality Ooh, please. and like yeah. things that I've gone through that have been really difficult and how physicality, athletics, just mm. my physical body has spoken to me and also like how it's helped. Mm-hmm. Um, also just seeing clients and seeing just really trippy things like, you know, when people struggle with having a voice, watching how like their speech is really like compromised or quiet or just, you know, anxious, a lot of anxiety is a lot of stomach issues, a lot of, um, you know, just, it, it's just so interesting, especially with being in this, um, this seat to just, you're watching life, you know, you have all these people in front of you and you're just hearing their stories and you're watching how things are manifesting in their body based on their symptoms. And it's so interesting how there's, there's commonalities that keep matching up from, from my scope of doing it for 20 years. So it's like, there has to be something here. Then there's all the literature on it that, you know, the, the, the body keeps a score or that book. And there's all this now literature and educational reads that like, really speak to it. And I was just like, that put so much, that was like so exciting for me when all that stuff started coming out about it. Cause I think first and foremost though, it was my own experience mm-hmm. in my own physical body with my own self of how to like, how emotions were coming up for me or how I use my physicality to push them through or. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's so cool sense. to hear. No, it makes so much sense. And it's so mm-hmm. cool to hear you say that because to me, that's you getting excited about you know, empirical research, validating your own intuition. And the right. reason why I think I have a strong intuition is because how much work you and I did on that. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. like even just hearing you say the word manifesting, you were the one that ever introduced the secret or that concept to me in general. And like 2000, mm-hmm. God, I don't even know, like 14, 12, I don't, yeah. 10, something forever ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, because I haven't even spoken to you about it in a while, how is your approach to manifestation change what do you mean like from what to I don't know like how I mean when we you and I were first talking about it even the secret was still kind of big like that whole rhetoric the law of attraction stuff was still Uh really big I'm just wondering over the years like how your development of your intuition like what does it look like now I got you I got you I think it's tricky because that word now is like very trend you know or 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 actually past the trend and now it's like oh my gosh here she goes manifesting right like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I, I guess I could put it down to, I don't know how familiar you guys are with like Dr. Joe Dispenza, but it, it was yeah. just, he does a lot, right? It's like neuroscience mm-hmm. stuff and like mm-hmm. quantum physics stuff, like yep. even like Wayne Dyer stuff on that. Like, mm-hmm. I think that also speaks to manifesting. And those are the old, you know, like a Wayne mm-hmm. Dyer is like an old school teacher of someone teaching that concept. So it's been around for a really long time. It wasn't, the secret made it what it is, but like, it's tricky I think that word just gets, Lost As every mental context, health, I mean, but, tri- yeah. the word trigger had that happen to it. Absolutely, like know, all of I these psych terms are just being hijacked and totally. losing all their actual meaning. Yeah, but it yeah. was it's actually funny that you asked that question because I literally just listened to a podcast this morning and it was just it's just on the power of like your thoughts really do dictate. Like it's just it's your manifestation is just the word that we've put on the whole system mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. helps people, you know create what they desire, what they want to come into their life. And again, I'm like listening to myself say all this and I'm like, Oh no, the language, the language, you know, but it's like, I don't know. You know, it's not for me to put my way that I see my perspectives and my philosophy, but it's for people to come toward me that are aligned with it. Mm -hmm. But that's why, you know, everybody's different, but that's how I see it. Cause I, in how I see, you know, someone live their life and then they start taking chances. And when they start taking chances, get out of their comfort zone, life starts happening. And then they meet so-and-so and then they don't have to be stressed. And it's crazy. You just, mm-hmm. I watch it happen. Like I watch one person at a time that ha- gets enough courage and bravery to go do something different. They go do something different. That gets momentum. Momentum then makes them get like more courageous. So they start doing more different mm-hmm. things. And then all of a sudden they're living in Italy and they met their husband and they have 2.5 kids. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's just like, but people, it's hard because when you're stuck, it's like you can get stuck in the frustration of like, how the F do I get there? And exactly. I have no clue how to get there. So I don't, 
I'm not, I'm just going to stay here because it's too uncomfortable to like even think about it. And I don't want to think about it. So I'm not going to think yeah. about it. My acupuncturist said something. I just had a session this morning cool. and I wish I had the exact verbiage that she used, but I was explaining to her about how I've been, there's some, there's an exciting opportunity, potential opportunity in my career. And it basically was just like, leading back to something that I thought I would always do and then kind of like put aside for a minute. And now it's like in my brain again. Mm -hmm. And I was just saying in my head, I was like, it's cool that I was able to just like have that conversation with my mom. And then like, you know, a couple of weeks later, like this is sort of coming to fruition. And instead of saying like manifesting, she said, God, what is it that she said? But it was essentially like you're laying those like bricks in your brain. There was like a phrase that she used. Like a breadcrumbs, follow the breadcrumbs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Similar. Yeah. Of like following the breadcrumbs and how it sort of just starts to like like you said, it like creates the yeah. possibility in your brain and like mm-hmm. something activated in me that was like the validation of like, no, you can do that. And like, you're capable of doing that. And not only yeah. are you capable of like, you will probably. So yeah. like, it's like then my way of thinking shifts. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you say it in those terms, it's exactly what you're saying. Cause I feel like the word manifestation has like lost its beauty because it's right. just been clouded with the like, right. woo woo. Oh, you're just some like crystal girl who like, right. For sure. You know, is like, I'm that too. Me too. I'm like, and I am. <laughs> and I'm that too. Yeah. <laughs> we, we all love I'm like, you know, yeah. I'm charging my crystals under the moonlight. Yeah, like, don't, don't worry. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, it's lost. It's, it's, it's interesting when we introduce new vocabulary to help people get. And then it's funny when you see these, like, again, like these like cynical people that like get to something on their own and you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, no shit. We're just calling it two different things. But we're talking about the right. same concept. Yeah. For exactly. sure. It's like, yes. it's, Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Language also it's kind of like flow, right? Like that yeah. concept of flow. And I do. Yes. I, like, there's a part of me that's playing around with that, with even my own personal self. Is like, oh, okay, that was like three times I heard that guy, like that name of that, per- like a, the word Tony. Someone named Tony in 24 hours came into my life in the weirdest uh-huh. ways. Oh, whoa, that came into my like. I'm really paying uh-huh. attention to like flow, and I don't know. It's just kind of fun. Pl- I think you can start with just playing around with it for yourself because someone can preach it all day long, but it's mm-hmm. not until you really start seeing patterns within your own life and start seeing that energy kind of work for you that you're going to believe it. 100%. percent hmm You know, it's so cool too, as both of you were speaking, I was in my head, I'm like, and it all, you know what it all comes back to? truth and trust. I'm always like, that's what it literally all comes back. I'm like just saying you're like, it it, it is the the spider web. (laughs) It really, it all just comes, they're all, it is all fucking spider webbed. Yeah. It's all like the same kind of similar concepts that all just feed, like the more that you, Gabby, I don't know if what you're speaking about is the same thing that you've shared on the podcast before where you wanted to do something in your career and it took Amy Astley turning to you to be like, yeah, bitch, oh, of yeah. course you should mm-hmm. do that for you to be like, oh, I can. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just when when you give yourself permission mm-hmm. to have trust in what your gut intuition is mm-hmm. and watching that unfold with like the patterns that are put in front of you and the lessons that it's it's absolute magic which is why we call it manifesting and why it feels woo-woo because it's magic but it's not it's also just like we are creating our realities it's also like awareness right i think Mm. when you start getting Mm. more aware you get more aware of those moments like i literally even for my own life i know the key moments were someone said the most benign thing it kind of sounds like what happened to you gabby like it was the most benign thing in the most weird moment of like you know like that meant nothing and it changed everything Right. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, there's something just interesting about when you start paying more attention to what someone said that kind of like made you feel a certain way. It's so Mm -hmm. easy to be like, ah, anyways, whatever, no big deal. But like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, it's cool to just start paying more attention. Mm -hmm. And that also, I feel like maybe this is tangential, but I also feel like that helps people work through triggers because you start to realize that if someone says something that means nothing, but sounds like nothing, but meant everything, that's because of where you're at in your life and how it reached you and not because of the words they used. So it starts to help like shift focus away from like, oh, I'm triggered by this. I'm going to avoid it to, whoa, I'm triggered by that. What is it? Like, let me go deeper. I, I think like when anything kind of like makes you feel anything other than your baseline, that's interesting. Like that's something to pay attention to, whether it's, Hey, you're dating somebody and you should like pay attention to the red flag or, you know, something (laughs) is making you feel something emotionally to just in a good way where it's like, 
that's a friendship to hold on to. Like they're like making you up level, right? Like mm-hmm. I just think it's cool when you get, when you start really being intentional about that kind of stuff in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. We always talk, we talk a lot I've, about signs, huh, Meadow? <laughs> oh God, too much. Yeah. <laughs> I have a total sidebar random question yeah. that just came to me, but Gabby, if you had a thought. No, please go ahead. Because we were speaking so much to almost like work-life balance and putting the work into yourself so in order so you can serve others. What are some of your favorite self-care activities? Ooh. I've never talked to you about your own like practice you have for yeah. coping. I think, you know, just even starting with how I get up. Oh, right. Morning routine. Walk us through the step by step. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. Like minute by minute. Tell me. (laughs) I like can't even fathom a point in my life where it was just like getting up and just like hitting the pavement. It's just having quiet. My worst nightmare. Yeah. Like waking up. I mean, I always like first thing I do is just meditation, right? Like throw on even. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm not going to like sit here and be like, oh, meditation. So I'll just grab my insight timer. I know my like handful of teachers that I like, I'll do like my five minute just. And truthfully, some days my head's just like, whoosh. And I, but I just do it like it's my job. Um, and then just like getting up quiet, like journaling, I actually hit the journal, I make mm-hmm. my little lemon water, I get my coffee going, mm-hmm. I just journal. And then I kind of start after I do that, I'm really mindful not to look at my phone, like right when I, you know, cause it's like, even with like putting on the meditation, it's like, you see things mm-hmm. like text or something, you can get it. Like, yeah. You already no, see no, the no, notification. No. Yeah, like yeah. That, is, that almost, it just feels like it's like feel like doing something like super unhealthy in yeah. the beginning of the day, right? Yeah, like eating like it does. ice cream Absolutely. for breakfast. feels like waking up and having a cigarette. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It totally does. Yeah. And then always hitting some sort of exercise. So I try to sometimes even like, whether it's what's cool with like doing stuff virtually, sometimes I have like a phone session. I can hit the beach. So I'll go there early, have my phone session, mm-hmm. go walk, do on a run after, get in the water, go surf. But just some, I think ocean is a huge thing for me. Being in the water, I think practices of yoga. I don't go to yoga, but I kind of like, I don't even know what I'm doing in my house, but I'm, I, it's some sort of yoga that I'm doing. <laughs> Cardio yoga, perhaps. Like planks with yoga and mu- music yeah. always. But that's another thing. Music always, all day so long. Whether it's, it is so, that's mm-hmm. been a huge thing for me in my life. It's, it's like, mm-hmm. where does that can sound? But I mean, from the moment I get up, whether it's just like sounds of nature while I'm like journaling to like just my vibe on during the day. That's been, I, it's just, that's been a source of healing for mm. sure. That's literally why I tell people that I refuse to go to karaoke because music impacts my emotional state so much <laughs> like, that if someone is watching yeah. songs, no, it, it actually sends chills down my spine. I hate like, karaoke I cannot too, listen Johnny to music Worry. that I don't like, or is not in the like, mood or realm or yeah. energy that I want to be giving out because yeah. it helps me foster it. So yeah. Much. yeah. Yeah. Huh. Wow. You really validated my morning routine because I was right there with you to the exercise. Yeah. And then oh, I was like, gosh. well, that's been, such, I'm walking my dog. That's probably the biggest, <laughs> I mean, for me, I, I can, I literally kind of feel like a pit bull personality. Like if I don't get that out. That's, I think that's always how yeah. I dealt from a young age. That's always how I dealt with hard emotions. And so it's just, and it became, it's just, I went into, you know, athletics after college and stuff like that. So I think it's always been this way that I personally know how to center and balance. If you like, if I get injured or if if someone put like tied me up in a chair for a 40, I would be a, I don't even know. Right. So that's a huge (laughs) way. That's a huge way that I regulate, I guess you can say. Wow. Which is so cool. Cause when you find that, it's like when you find that and you can stick with it, it's beautiful. Yeah. That's what works. Mm-hmm. I just, I, my, my relationship with exercise is so touch and go. Yeah. Same. But my mind body connection is real. I just do it in different ways. I've been getting really into it. Have you ever done Reiki? Have, Kim? Yeah. How do you like it? I think it's cool. I mean, I, all of this stuff, like whether it's therapy, Reiki, it's, it's so dependent on the person that you're going to. Oh, it's so, it's, it's unbelievable. A world of it could be a whole yeah. different world of country, difference. like depending on if you go to this person yeah. or this oh, person. Yeah. So who I went to was yeah. really amazing. It was, it was super cool. It's kind of like, she yeah. pointed, she like pointed to things that I was like, how, like, how how that's what's so cool with these <laughs> yeah. healers that that mm. focus on your body is because like you said like the, like the book body keeps the score like it yeah. can't lie like mm-hmm. today this morning she was she asked me a question after like feeling my pulse and and like certain pressure points mm-hmm. she asked me like a very pointed question and like 
I kind of went around it and she was like, mm, interesting because your body's telling me this and, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And that sort of led us down this conversation of actually getting to the point of what I actually was feeling. And I just didn't really feel like talking about it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, your body like really grips onto things. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like nervous, right? Like, so yeah. you don't want to be nervous sometimes, but you can't freaking help it. You just, and yeah. sometimes people are like shaking and they're stuttering. And like, it's like, oh, that's all physical. It's nuts. If you like mm-hmm. really think about what it, your body literally does to your emotionality. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think a really gorgeous place to end on would be if someone has gone to a horrific therapist, rather than mm. writing off therapy entirely, what would you say to someone that has had a negative experience is looking for someone new and is like trying to figure out what that looks like mm. for them? Oh, that's, I, I, it kind of, I would first point to how it is, it's a, it's like a job can be so different depending on where you work. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the same with or who your coworkers It's just are, like yeah. going to dinner with your best friend versus going to dinner with someone that you don't click at all with. Right. It's just, it's, it's like, yeah. you know, when it comes down to it, it's interesting because even, even kind of Gabby, you spoke to it earlier. It's like, wow, we never like hear about a therapist. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. I think that it's how you really do, and this is again the way just I see it. But it's energy, right? It's my energy with you guys, and it's you guys mm-hmm. filling off my energy. And you're gonna have that exchange with whoever you're in front of, whether it's your doctor or your therapist or your friend or whoever. And I think when you're looking, I think too many people are like, "Oh, well, they're a therapist. Like, cool, got one." Yeah. But it's I would just really point people toward paying attention to how they feel around, especially if you're seeking therapy, because sometimes there's just some people where you feel like you could just like open up to more and they're more welcoming and it's easier to like say certain things around them than even other therapists. And I think I would really encourage you to find someone where that just, it might not be easy, right? Because it's hard to just do that generally. But I think that there's people that can make it not as painful for sure. Mm -hmm. And that's just, yeah. And I think you should, I think I have a whole like blog on this where I'm like how to find the right therapist. Right. (laughs) And it's just choose them. Right. It's almost like if you're looking for a job, like don't get so caught up in your, the job, like getting, wanting you for the job. Like, do you want the job? And don't be afraid to ask mm. questions. What's your philosophy? Like do a little research before. What are you looking for? Are you looking for someone who like want, needs to manage your meds and you want them to be, really be on board with your psychiatrist? Or are you looking for someone that's going mind, body, soul stuff, like talking about crystals mm. and manifestation? Like make <laughs> sure that, you, you know, I think it could help for you to be really clear on what you're looking for so you can ask the questions that are important to you. And I'll do that sometimes during my my consult calls, you know, I'll, I'll ask people, some people are like, I don't have any questions. And it's like, are you sure? Like, because I'll yeah. tell you a little bit about yeah. this, is and this, because I think you, you know, it's like, it's, that's, you know, that could be really beneficial for you. So then I kind of start asking like, well, what are you looking for? Like, what are you coming in for? Yeah. Because also too, if they're a good fit, you know, for me, and it's like, meaning like, I feel like it's a person that's, you know, in the niche of like who I would work well with. Like I have to be honest with myself of like when someone doesn't feel like a good fit and direct them to someone who right. would like all of that is a part of it. It's on me too, as a therapist to make sure I feel like I could help this person that's coming to me, mm-hmm. even if they don't really know what they're looking for. I'm it's, it's on me to like, make sure they're getting what they need from the right person. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like I like went real no. long with that answer. That was very Are you helpful. kidding? No, that was seriously beautiful. And I also think that's so cool. I mean, we've already been talking for so long. I don't want to take up your whole day, but I love how you and I have spoken about how like your requirements for people that you serve mm-hmm. and like who's best that you're going to serve. And if, mm-hmm. if that's not aligned, referring them, imagine the therapist that don't, that right? it's like the job where it's yeah. like, oh, I'm just happy to have a new client. Yeah. Like whether I'm best to serve them or not is irrelevant. They're my client now. Yeah, you know what and I mean? that's what's tricky, right? Because you don't want like anyone to feel. It's like you don't want anyone to feel like like you don't fit what I'm looking for, right? right. But I think that and it, it's more of based on what you're clinically coming into me for. I feel like there's better fits. Can I serve you best yeah. or can someone Yeah, else? and I'll yeah. say that. And I think that's been like through the years of learning the language, how to, how to deliver that in a way where like someone really hears you. It's not personal to them. can't be personal. You don't even know them yet and any of their stuff. But it's just sometimes, 
and I guess in, and I hesitate to say this, but I'm going to go for it, but it's like a lot of, at this point, it's like an intuitive push that I'm doing in my job, which is really like a cool thing. It's just kind of like this, just by how the conversation's going and the, and the flow that's going on already, like, I feel like they might be a better fit for somebody or they've said some things that like, I don't know if that's my lane and you know what, I'm not going to hesitate. I'm just going to send them to someone who I know it's their lane. Yeah. And so it's just, mm-hmm. that's all a part of it too. It's not being at a point where we're like, God, I need clients. I'll take whoever it's like, no, like I'm, I'm not there. I'm not, I, I rather that person needs to, they need to go where they're going to get the best treatment. Mm-hmm. Oh, Gabby, do you see how any lesson I've ever yeah. told on this podcast and acted like it was my own was from her? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah, my yeah. intellect You're and abilities have been cred. taken from him. No, this was no, not even. <laughs> I feel like I'm not like, even. I've cracked into Meadow's brain a little bit deeper. It's been such a cool yeah. experience. Uh, it's great. Uh, Tim, yeah. not to put you on the spot, no, we can absolutely cut this out, but I, was, I think it would be so cool if you're open to it. We should absolutely do... Um, like a Q&A oh. with our listeners sometime. Like, have you come I back and do a community? Because I can I imagine it. our listeners listening to this and being like, holy shit, I've never heard this perspective <gasps> from a therapist like do? this before. So I think it would be huge you know we should do? on Patreon only. Patreon newsletter. Yes. Yeah. Oh, whenever, whenever. I love, like, I love that kind of type of thing. I actually feel yeah. like that's where I almost do best. Like I do yeah. good with like catching the balls. Like, yeah, give it to me. What come yeah, on questions? Do. What is it? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. Okay. It's fun. You heard it here first, team. Oh, I'm so excited. Super okay. Fun. If you made it this far, you better join Patreon because yeah. Kim's gonna answer your exact questions on yeah. there. <gasps> yeah, that'd be super fun. Kim, thank you so much. Kim, thank oh, you thanks so you guys. I it was just it's always fun chatting about all and you're gonna have to come back i was like we basically just got like our baseline level of what we need to talk about with this first hour you got to come back so we can over and deeper and deeper and deeper topic whatever you need i think it's 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 super fun for me oh and i mean you guys are lovely and let's do it thanks kim Kim. you're welcome girls (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening to the thoughts maybe podcast every monday (laughs) 